0: Welcome to the Three Priests Walk in a Bar podcast. So, all right, so we find ourselves at six bears and a goat at brewery today the three priests and a sweet baby nick find themselves at six beer six bears the uh, six beers six bears and a goat and we are joined uh briefly at the beginning uh by Lindsay. Mm-hmm. who what's what's your relationship to this establishment
1: um so my technical position or at least title is the director of marketing and logistics and um logistics kind of is the umbrella For everything else, okay. Um, And actually,
2: everything's your fault.
1: Potentially, yes. (laughs) And I'm the one that also potentially has to fix it all. (laughs) So, um, I uh, one of the owners is um, the dad of my one of my best friends that I grew up with. So he got me here. Um, I'm an accountant by trade, um, but I definitely think I won it on the end of being on the brewery side versus being behind a desk. And how
0: long have you been here?
1: Um, for almost five years.
0: Okay, awesome. Mm-hmm. How long has the brewery
1: been? So we're celebrating our five-year anniversary wow. in the end of January.
0: Oh, so you've been here since the beginning.
1: Mm-hmm. Sorry. I got to see this place when it was just um, empty and cement as we were trying to build wow. it up to what it is today.
0: Oh, that's great. years and
1: half ago. Two yeah, exactly.
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. So... Well, we wanted to take a second to at least uh, get the word out about this place mm-hmm. to the uh, five and a half people that may listen to this podcast later <laughs> on. Um, come on up to Fredericksburg and and, and try these beers. I, I, oddly enough, uh, myself, um, the other Nick, Father Nick, and Father Adam are all drinking the same thing today, uh, which is the... Um, the, what, what what kind of gourd? What's the, the actual name of it? The go, uh, Out
1: of Your Gourd. Out of Your Gourd. Mm-hmm. Of yes,
0: your gourd it's the Pumpkin, pumpkin stout. Imperial Stout. Yeah, it's, it's, it's quite super good. good.
2: I am an f- absolutely snobbish pumpkin beer guy, and I hate most of them because they're just not pumpkiny, uh, and they usually <laughs> just taste like spices, and it's just a t- terrible idea. This is a ridiculously good pumpkin beer. I endorse it 100%. Uh, I'm Father Adam Sexton, and I uh, I approve this message. <laughs> so,
3: if
0: that endorsement means anything to you guys out there, uh, come on up this way. If I, uh, in a few days,
4: it's voting take day a, Take a guess, <laughs> sweet baby Nick. What type of beer did I
0: get? I already know. Like oh, I was there when right you right, ordered it. Like, know, so if you want to tell a, the people.
4: If, if IPA, right?
3: <laughs> it is an, it an IPA, right? It is an IPA. It yes. is
4: Eagle Eye, A-Y-E, P-A.
0: I thought it was E-Y-E. No, Eagle I. Like oh, right, you say right,
4: because this is a, well, that's a good thing to talk about, too, yeah, there that's a good is to veterans this place. that own this and, mm-hmm. and explain the name because that would be weird to people, too. So yes. go ahead
1: and, and six tell us bears and stuff. a goat. So that's pretty much one of the first questions we get when people come in here for the first time sure. is what's up with the name? So um, we have seven owners, um, and six of them are six retired Coast Guards, which their yeah. mascot is the bear, okay. and one retired Navy, which their mascot is the goat. Um, so we have six bears and a goat. So we have seven owners. Um all sea creatures because is this seven water. it's a holy number.
2: Mascot wise, does that mean like at football games or yeah yeah
3: yeah or like well the, the representation
1: of the service so like symbol mm-hmm. so you know the for bulldog symbol. is the marines mm-hmm. um, oh, okay. the mule is the army. Mm-hmm.
4: Annapolis has like a goat. They What's roll the out on force? The I think it's a falcon. A chair, I think.
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh man! Oh, we're gonna be getting some heat for that one. <laughs>
1: Oh, army, so. <laughs> oh, there you go. Our um, chef is actually army and our head brewer is a retired Marine. So that's why our beers are very particular and um, to the T and he will not release it until he says it's ready okay. and it's held to a very high standard. <laughs> well,
4: that's paid off too. Cause you guys have been really sp- I, like, I live in the region. Mm-hmm. I live in Spotsylvania. So, I mean, I see you at all the grocery stores, mm-hmm. you, you got into the ballpark this last yes. year. Nationals that a big for thing. nationals. Um, oh nice. Yeah, yeah. So um, what tell people like what's your your magic recipe for success here? Because you guys are pretty successful. I mean you you're very popular. So tell them a little bit about what your offerings are.
1: Um, so we are the only brewery in the area that has that's a brewery and a restaurant. So everywhere else you go usually has food trucks. So um, we have won many awards, obviously, for our brews, but also for our food. Um, mm-hmm. We were voted Best of the Berg Brewery four years in a row. And then Best Restaurant in Stafford County two years in a row. Mm-hmm. Um, so those are some big um, awards for us. Sure. Yeah.
3: We and- Best Brewery nine.
0: four years in a row, and you haven't even been around five years. So that's right, like on, every on, year five. you've been around. Exactly. That's yeah. awesome.
1: <laughs> so we're trying to keep that going. Nice.
2: <laughs> I also drive Uber and Lyft, and uh, when I'm up here driving, I Drop countless riders off here. Oh, yeah. Uh, Which is a good thing because they're Mm -hmm. not driving home. (laughs) Uh, Yes.
1: Yes. But
4: you all have, um, because I noticed coming in, you got that great outdoor stage. Mm -hmm. You've got, I've seen on your Facebook page and other places that you do, um, is it Frisbee golf or something Uh, like that?
3: Yep, Mm -hmm. disc golf. uh,
4: Disc golf. And then you have, um, well, you had, tell them about the charity thing you did recently. I know the rain kind of interfered with the second one, the running of the goats.
0: The oh, yes. running of the goats.
1: So we're on a four acre property. Um, so we try to utilize all of our spaces we can. And with COVID um, and having the outdoor space, we really tried to bump that up. Um, so we do have an outdoor stage that we have outdoor music Fridays and Saturdays until it gets cold. And then we bring it back in. We have two patios and then we actually have a nine hole, um, disc golf course all through the oh, woods. Oh, cool. Um, nice. So we have disc uh, putting league on Tuesdays. Um, our One of our brewers is an avid disc golfer, um, and it was his idea to bring it in, and it's actually brought a lot of people to sure. us. Yeah. That's um,
3: really cool. Mm-hmm.
1: And so we actually did a disc golf um, event at the Fred Nets so they could come in and tour the stadium but actually play and do different games Eat. playing disc golf and all that kind of stuff. But that was a big thing that we... Um, had a great partnership with the Fred Nats, and we are the official craft brewery of the Fred Nats. And if you've ever been there, our beer for them is Slug and Gus, It is a Blackberry Blonde. So mm-hmm. it has a purple um, tone to it, so it mimics their mascot, Slug oh, that's and Gus. Oh, so cool.
2: So Fred Nats, what is that, like a farm team? for? It's somebody? a minor league baseball team. For the D.C. Nashie. team? Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. I don't I don't. He's not sports. very sporty. <laughs> I don't <laughs> know sports <ball> <laughs> As I don't like by about beer very much, hey, so I'll go to game yes. and events, but I haven't got a clue what's going on. <laughs> I mean, but that's just true in general. This right? is true. This isn't even a church. You know? <laughs> like uh, you should hear me preach.
3: <laughs> you really shouldn't.
4: <laughs> well, what's your for folks that are listening? What's your usual hours? Are Are you in regular hours now?
1: Um, yes, we are in regular hours. We're closed on Mondays, um, but Tuesday through Thursday we're open eleven to nine. Friday and Saturdays, eleven to ten, and then Sundays we're open for brunch at eleven until seven pm.
0: Cool. Mm-hmm. What is um, what's your favorite offering that you guys have right now? Um, do you just kind of yeah, beer wise. Just mm. that you guys. Uh, so
1: too. I like our Squeeze Play, which is our grapefruit IPA. Okay. Um, Ooh. is one of my faves. Um, that one we're probably going to be bringing back on more frequently. Um, and potentially, hopefully, to get it out into the distribution world where you Ooh, can find nice. it. Um in the stores. Um, that is one of my favorite, but problem also working here is now I feel like I've become a beer snob. And so, um, <laughs> so I like all, you know, craft beers and different selections and you always have to keep trying.
2: <laughs> Pinkies up,
1: fellas.
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh man. We had an instance last time we recorded that <laughs> you were, com- you were complaining about the, uh, the 13 ounce uh, brandy snifters as opposed to a 16 yeah. ounce pint. And it's true. Lou it's makes this comment, well it it's supposed to help level. the taste, like it's the most the, the most, the the most yeah, pretentious way it. you could possibly say it
2: so You know what helps the taste? Three more ounces That's <laughs> <laughs> oh, great That helps the taste out a lot yeah.
1: <laughs> And it would also, our brewer would say it's based on the style of beer and how it's served too Yes. Sure, sure. Right. Definitely. Right. 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 That's what we
0: we're getting. So at. this this is probably going to get released like mid November. Mm-hmm. Um, so that'll be coming up onto the Thanksgiving Christmas season. What are some offerings that you guys are going to have around that time that people can be looking forward
1: to? Um, we like to kind of mix it up, um, you know. in Sometimes our brewer has some different like things, but I mean, you know what, we'll bring this out. Um, right now, that just came out is our um, an oatmeal stout. Okay. Um, so we have that. Um, we did Home for the Holidays, so it was more of a, um, a stout as well. That was like more of a peppermint-type stout. Oh, interesting. Um, so we do a lot of different things. Um, we're going to get into more of our darker beer-type stout you know, sure. season. Um, but go. We- it is, yeah.
0: I, I, I love it. I'm a dark beer snob. I love it.
1: There you go. Yeah. So we do try to have options for everybody. We do have a full bar. So we also pr- um, offer wine and liquor. So oh, okay. if you're not a beer drinker, we still want you to come have dinner. Cocktails. Um, cocktails.
0: That's great. I actually didn't know that. So mm-hmm. that's, that's great impetus for, for anybody to come on down. Even if you're not a beer drinker, Um this just looking at you, mom. I know you're a wino. <laughs> <laughs> um,
3: <laughs>
1: And we also have a hard seltzer, um, so that you can flavor it. So if Fa- Father
4: Nick's it. Father Nick's just a snob, is he welcome? To- <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs>
1: All are welcome here. <laughs> so
0: Want oh, to make sure
2: he's Episcopalian, you know? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> They're just that way. We don't hold that right. against him. Well, the actually, we is, usually
4: is, do. Is, is, our in our closing, opinions. is there anything else that you'd love our listening public?
1: Yeah, just keep us, um, look us up on our website and Facebook. Keep an, um, an eye on what we're doing. We always are trying to do new things. We have festivals um, coming up, exactly like you had said. We have um, our Freedom Fest, Oktoberfest is always huge here, um, Running of the Goats, which is the um, Navy's birthday, which we actually have a legit Running race of the goats.
3: Oh, wow. Um, mm-hmm. I have
1: And that's a fundraiser, fundraiser, too, right? Yes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we did, um, we collected money, people could donate money and kind of put which goat they thought was going to win, mm-hmm. and we donated it back to the Fallen Heroes. Do
0: Do awesome. you ever do a running of the bears? <laughs> no. <in the stairs?
3: laughs>
0: Considering yeah. it's six bears.
1: I think uh, you know we'll stick with oh. the goats. They're a little bit more get, friendly. Get people
5: to have a few, and then they run from the bears. Was, yes. much
3: more
1: We do have a bear costume that kind of ran after the goats. Yeah. Um, <laughs> you know, but
3: That's we try funny. to keep
1: it um, fun and interesting. And we do it like we have a Halloween costume party coming up this Saturday. Um, we have a Santa brunch, um, in oh, December. Oh, so we do have a lot of different things that we try to do here to welcome, you know, and have a good time. That's
3: really Thank awesome. Thank
2: you for welcoming
4: us. We appreciate it. Yeah. Uh, you guys have been great. The facility is great.
2: Yeah. I really God, like the, the what now? Out. I'm very impressed with the facility. What's the name of it? The,
0: you said what's, what's great? The, the facility. Oh, the facility. Oh, I yeah. thought you were talking about the
4: facility. Well, the beer, oh, the poutine. I ordered some off the appetizer already. We're going to eat dinner here later, but I had, uh, the poutine is excellent. Mm. And if folks don't know what that is. It's kind of a Canadian kind of thing, mm-hmm. Northeast Canadian. kind of thing. Yeah, with uh, it's got like lots of cheese, bacon, right? mm mm-hmm. In it, uh,
2: French fries and gravy. Gravy, yeah, yeah it's I crazy. Think gravy good. is what makes it poutine. I think that's yeah, the key I think so gravy. too. Our
1: uh, chef is Canadian. Is he really? Uh, oh,
2: there you go. <laughs> <laughs> is he a Canadian uh, Coast Guarder person? Army. Canadian Army? Mm
1: hmm. Oh, there you go. Well, he was Army here, but he's from
2: Canada. He's from Canada. He's from Canada. (laughs)
3: Mm (laughs) hmm. Canadian.
1: So that's why we have the best poutine.
2: It's authentic. Come down here and try the poutine, guys. You heard it here first. Very good. Highly recommend it. I really had no idea about bears and goats and whatever for mules and stuff. Well, you learned something new. I didn't know that.
3: Mm
2: hmm. If you'd actually served a country, you would have known. Oh, <laughs> I served my country as a firefighter. Oh, that's right, you did. We give you slack. It's it's Nick that's the
5: slack. Yeah, uh, <laughs> well, I think I, I feel like our denominations should choose uh, animal uh, Representations yeah. Oh,
1: there you go. Oh,
0: we're gonna we'll, we'll get we into that. Them for
2: each other. <laughs> <laughs> It'd be even funnier. <laughs> I think that would be fantastic. <laughs> oh, my gears uh. are already turning. <laughs> well,
0: I think we're going to get into our topic. So this is your your chance to exit if you want. Oh, okay. like-
2: or you can join us. <laughs> <laughs> Do we
0: need You're more than smells? Welcome.
2: The answer to that question is always yes. Okay. Even if Sweet Baby Nick says he doesn't need a refill, we do not agree with him and and we we, we think that he does. No, I
0: don't. I'm sorry. I've I've barely taken a few sips.
2: (laughs) Father Adam's a bad influence. I am. I've heard that.
0: Uh, So,
1: two more out of your cords? Thank you. I can do that. Well, thank you for having me. Thank you. Of
0: course, thank you, Lindsay. We
1: will deliver those beers.
0: Awesome. Thank
2: you.
1: That sounds like a
2: lullaby.
0: We will deliver those beers.
2: (laughs) That's a new
1: hymn. (laughs) We will
5: deliver those beers. Uh, For those who are listening. The few of you. Uh, Father Adam is uh is is where what color is, is this like fuchsia is that well he's, he's i would say in,
2: in the spirit of halloween i've dressed as an anglican bishop yeah.
5: well that's <laughs> what i was gonna say so the color of his uh i'm gonna call it a cassock because that's the right word for it a cassock the and the color waistcoat. of his cassock uh, and <laughs> uh and, and uh his pectoral cross makes him look like uh, an anglican or episcopalian
2: uh <laughs> bishop so uh i was having supper uh a- Couple of months ago, with an Anglican bishop, and he's like, "Dang, Father Adam, you look more like an like an Anglican bishop than I do." <laughs> Wait, which bishop? Bishop Chad of the APA. Chad. Then, <laughs> what a name! And then I saw my own Archbishop, and my my Archbishop uh, is fond of uh, having uh, unfiltered camels, so I was I went out to have Yuck. one of my own, and he said, "Father Adam, you look like an Anglican bishop." <laughs> <laughs>
5: So I think what, what's really happening is, here is, is we're seeing some of his repressed desires yeah. <laughs> manifesting. Yeah. He couldn't hack
2: it as an Episcopalian or an Anglican. Orthodoxy so,
0: is a gateway drug right? to Anglicanism.
3: <laughs>
2: <Right>. <laughs> I had to infiltrate and embed in so that I could win them all back over to the real church, the one church uh, that is not lost in, in the miry clay. <laughs> and they will sing a new song.
0: <laughs> not lost in the clay, but they're stuck in the mud. <laughs> uh,
2: so enough, Father Nick, you're a stick in the mud.
0: <laughs> <laughs> we've we've got an interesting topic ahead of us today, and um, what are we talking we're about We're not sure what then? it is. Yeah, so we're talking about how our different denominations got to America. Yes. In the spirit of Thanksgiving coming up, um, and the. The pilgrims and those, that controversial uh, colonial uh, settlement of America, which is just, it's a part of our past. We deal with it. We swam. Um, You swam. (laughs) Oh, man. I have, go ahead.
5: But I I just want to say that before uh, Father Adam goes on a long spiel about how the Orthodox (laughs) Church is not a denomination and so on and so forth. Thou sayest
2: it, brother. Thou sayest it.
5: (laughs) Fine. Let's all acknowledge it. But we're still going to call it a denomination because that's when it functions as in this country. So okay.
0: So I've I've developed my own little uh, little bits of lore as to how, how I think because I don't actually know. I have some ideas as to how the your your different traditions got here, um, but I've been I've been thinking how like just knowing who you are, what must have happened.
4: I think the Episcopalians came first class. <laughs> <laughs>
0: well, here's here's the thing, though. So I know if I had to make an, an educated guess, and this is the serious part before we move into the, the, the jokes, um, if I had to make a guess, I would say the, part,
3: right? the Church
0: of England comes over, you know, with the, the English settlements and everything like that. Um, but the part that people don't realize is like, there's you know, there's a controversial history with the native peoples and everything like oh, that. Sure. But... What actually happened is they get over here and there's, you know, who's got the land and everything. And I think what happened is the Church of England just started going into long lectures and really just everybody went to sleep (laughs) and they could just take the land for themselves um That's how I think. That's what I think must have happened. So you just I will go into
5: a long lecture. <laughs> <laughs>
0: now Lutherans, Lutherans, I think came over, and the first thing they did was set up shop at the local brewery and
2: yep. make cheese. That's yeah. right.
0: You uh, you had you asked the native peoples where are, how do you make your beer, and from there set up a mission. The Orthodox were carried over by the wings of Gabriel himself.
2: This is the absolute God's honest truth, y'all. And
0: (laughs) settled, deposited on the shores of colonial America to bring the truth. And excommunicate one another. That's how I think you must have come over here. So, Um, The ACNA was just materialized of God's own will. Um, Um, About about what? 12, Twelve years, years ago, ago. Twelve years ago. Yeah.
2: <laughs> <laughs> that's On their here. first step in the journey toward orthodoxy. Yeah. <laughs> so
0: that's that's my understanding, as wrong as it probably is.
2: Anglicanism is a gateway drug to orthodoxy, uh, sweet uh, baby Nick. That's
0: what you keep telling me, but uh, you know here we're still Bad here. Nauseum. Nause-
2: <laughs> <laughs> you know mm. that sounds that sounds very Latiny of you, and it just makes me nauseated.
0: <laughs> so in the in the spirit of not doing what we did last time, let's have Nick go first.
3: What did we do last time?
0: Had Nick go last. Oh. That's <laughs> always
3: bad. <laughs> now, I think
5: chronologically this makes sense, right? For, for-
0: I don't know who got here first.
5: Yeah. So, who got here first honestly would be the Catholic
4: right but we don't
2: have a yeah, catholic spanish, here yeah. right yeah, but we true. are all former catholics cuz the the
4: That's spanish right. even made it up around here if you don't know that what well, the exception is oh, the... Oh, did they? so mm-hmm. so uh
5: you know there's <clears throat> there's this great uh, kind of debate between S- Jamestown and St mm-hmm. Augustine and Florida over who who's first right mm-hmm. but but technically St Augustine is mm-hmm. earlier and i don't well, like think the 1580s know isn't the, it yeah the dating of, of its settlement but before the English made their first attempt, which was the Roanoke colony, mm-hmm. before they made their first attempt at uh, a permanent settlement in the New World, the, um, the Spanish had already established um, um, uh, you know, St. Augustine. But actually, uh, they, when they got there, oddly enough, the French Huguenots, so the Protestants, had settled in that area before they got there, and so they came in and slaughtered the French Huguenots, and then s- established uh, St. Augustine as a Spanish and Catholic city.
2: Well, as well they should. <laughs>
5: and, and and it's Saint It's from St. Augustine at, at the St. Photius Orthodox <laughs> Shrine that I got Pastor Luz icon of St. Augustine of Hippo, and which, which well. I just gave to him before we started <laughs> recording. So. I,
4: I really thought it was going to be Thomas Aquinas, I swore. It be
2: that. <laughs> but thank you very much, Father Nick. Miracles do happen. He remembered me. And if you pray to St. Augustine, maybe I will find the icon of St. Augustine that Father Nick gave me oh, two th- years ago. St.
5: Anthony, St. Anthony. <laughs> come around. Yeah, please
2: come around. There's something I've lost this heretical image and failed. it ought to be found, so I'm not a bad friend. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Did you guys know? Have you heard of Saint? um Oh shoot! What the heck is name? I completely forgot. There's a patron saint of ugly people. No. <laughs> Did you guys know that? No. Saint Adam Six. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, first off, like how how terrible to just like say there's a whole class of ugly people, but like
2: ugliness is in the heart, my friend. Uh, um, beauty's in the eye of the it's, beer holder. Uh, <laughs> the more you have, the prettier they Saint, uh, are. Saint, oh
0: shoot, what what the heck? Is...
2: Well, oh, anyway, uh, Saint, Drogo, continue, Saint Drogo. Saint uh, Drogo. That's his oh, name. yeah, that, Drogo. Mm-hmm. There you go. It's kind of an ugly name. That sounds familiar. <laughs> uh,
0: so, so, but so that's how the Spanish came over here and slaughtered my ancestors, yeah, the French Huguenots. <laughs> um, All right.
5: So, so in 1587 is when um, the First attempt by England uh, was to settle, you know, establish a permanent colony in the New World. And they did it at um, Roanoke Island, which is in the Outer Banks. Uh, it's, it, you know, if you're on Hatteras uh, and you go uh, into... South, yeah. Uh, yeah, well, kind of, I mean... It's actually, it's actually a little bit north of, of Hatteras. Uh, in the Pamlico Sound is Roanoke Island there. Uh, and so um, that's where the first English colony was meant to be. It was the first time the English had come over a couple times, but it had been all men and it had been soldiers basically to scout out the area. That was the first time they brought women over and they actually tried to establish a colony. Uh, and so that's when the Church of England comes over. Now, I, I should say really quickly that Anglicanism, or to speak, to say this word Anglican, Anglican is a, is a word that was probably coined in the 19th century. So it's a little bit anachronistic to use it, but it's, it's a helpful term. Uh, it, it's a word that has traditionally meant uh, relating or nice. to the Church of England or those churches that are in full communion with the Church of England. So it's it's kind of children churches uh, throughout the world. And so uh, that would be the beginning of Anglicanism in the New World is at the Roanoke Colony. So in 1587, in, in um, August, I believe it was August 17th, um, a member of the um, Croatan tribe uh, who were Algonquin Indians who lived on Hatteras Island? Uh, his name was Manteo. He'd been to England be, uh, with these colonists and he'd come back. He was baptized. So you actually had uh, a Church of England baptism happening on Roanoke Island of hmm. Manteo on uh, August 17th, um, 1587. Uh, There's the city
2: of Mantio in North. That's Carolina, right, Mantio
5: the the, the the town of Mantio is is actually on Roanoke Island. Oh, yeah, that's okay. their main town. And then, uh, not long after that, the first English child to be born in the New World, Virginia Dare, mm-hmm. uh, who had just who had just been born, she was baptized. So that that was the second baptism, uh, Church of England baptism, <laughs> to happen in the New World. Now, of course, as as you all know. That colony's lost. We, we don't know what happened to them, we just know that the governor left to get more supplies.
4: It, it popped in my head that it's lost like the Episcopal Church.
2: <laughs> <laughs> they lost. I was gonna say the same thing. <laughs> anyway.
5: So John White, the governor, who was actually the grandfather of, of Virginia Dare. He he left, went back to England, got stalled for three years before he could finally come back because of the uh, English war with Spain, mm-hmm. right? Uh, and when he finally did come back, uh, he came back to the settlement on Roanoke Island, and it was completely mm-hmm. gone. Everybody, the houses had been dismantled. All that was left was a post uh, from the Palisades that had gone around the settlement, and on it was carved the word uh, Croatoan, mm-hmm. oh. uh, which was the name of Hatteras Island uh, in the Outer Banks at that time. Mm-hmm. So it's possible they went and lived with Manteo's tribe on uh, Hatteras Island. Uh, it's possible that they went to another site uh, that there's been some archaeological excavations of uh, inland. We just, we don't really know, mm-hmm.
0: right? There's oh. there's some interesting um, genetic uh, genetics with yep. the, the peoples around there that you you wouldn't find in native populations that are that are more European. So <laughs> I right. think the prevailing theory is they would have just kind of intermarried with the tribes right. and been absorbed. Yep. Yep. that's right. Uh, and there and there is
5: some archaeological evidence that it, it's not a smoking gun, but it uh, it's it's actually a, a sword hilt. Uh, but th- that it seems to in the um, that was found in an archaeological site at uh, uh, Croatoan or at Hatteras Island that seems to support that also, that, mm-hmm. that they, they went and lived and intermarried and whatever with, uh, with the native peoples, with Manteo's people. Well, anyway, 1607 is, of course, when um, the English tried again and established Jamestown in Virginia. Racing right along now. <laughs> Lord, I haven't been talking that long. <laughs> <laughs> so we got, we got
0: all the way back to 1587, now going to 1607. As Eventually, we're going to we get to 2007. This reminds no, no, me of I'm, being I'm, in
2: fourth grade learning Virginia <laughs> oh, no, history.
5: Look, I, I'm only going to take us up to just after the
2: Revolutionary War. Oh, God. God. We, <laughs> got, <laughs> we got at least another hour. <laughs> all right. <laughs>
4: Settle in, people. <laughs> get get
2: comfortable. comfortable. Waitress. <laughs> wave James down
5: the beer James lady. It was established in 1607. That's an entirely, uh, well, almost entirely Anglican, that is Church of England, uh, settlement. There does seem to have been some uh, evidence of some Catholics in the mix uh, that has come out. The, the, the Secret Catholics. Yeah, that's right. That's right. Um, and then, of course, uh, I think it's sixteen twenty twenty one is when um, the folks we call the Pilgrims landed at Plymouth. And, of course, pilgrims is really probably the wrong name, right? Because they weren't making a pilgrimage. It, really, a better name would be the Exiles or the Refugees, because that's really what they were, right? They were people who thought that the Church of England was so corrupt and so... Well... So... <laughs> so papist that, uh, that it was beyond... Uh, any kind of help, even divine help, and they just had to they had to get the hell out of there. Gosh, I'm starting and, to
2: think I would have been a pilgrim. <laughs> yeah.
5: Oh, oh, yeah. Probably. I, I'm, I'm sure you would have been a straight Calvinist. That, that, that suits you perfectly. They no. didn't like beer either, did they? They did.
4: Oh, no, no, and, no. And don't, don't think that. They out, they outlawed
5: Christmas and all sorts of stuff. So, yeah, oh, yeah, you would have loved it. It well, would
4: have been great. Anyway. They were a little bit wilder than their, their reputation, though. And well, so. That so would have been my people. Yeah. Among
5: them, people will often confuse the Puritans <laughs> with the Pilgrims. But the Puritans came, they were a second wave. Yes. They came later. And the difference between the two is, that, like I said, the Pilgrims thought, uh, the Church of England was uh, beyond hope and just needed to be escaped from. But the Puritans actually still thought of themselves as Englishmen and therefore as members of the Church of England. But they thought that it need to be, needed to be purified. Mm-hmm. It needed to become you know, much more like uh, Calvinist Geneva or uh, John Knox's Scotland. That's mm-hmm. what they wanted and... Uh, it, so they, they also thought it had too much, uh, you know, Catholic trappings to it and too much Lutheran theology about it. Uh, so, but they thought, it, okay, if we can just get over here and we can set ourselves up, and this is John Winthrop, their governor said this, as a, as a shining city on a hill. In Rhode Island, this was... This this was Massachusetts. Massachusetts, yeah. Rhode Island
4: was the leper colony they yeah. threw the Quakers <laughs> into. <laughs> That's where the Baptists
5: started. Was Rhode, the Baptist Rhode Island too? Yeah, yeah. they called it Rogues Island. But anyway, uh, John Winthrop said, if we just establish our community as a city on a hill, then you know people will see, the Church of England will see, this is how God really wants His church to be run, and His. Is, you know in, in the in the commonwealth of england to be not the kingdom the commonwealth of england to be to be run well and he said and if we fail at this and we'll become a byword and everybody will, will make fun of us which is basically how that work out yeah after, <laughs> pretty right? much like today <laughs> but, but anyway they still actually thought of themselves in some sense as part of the church of england so when um the Great Awakening happened in the early part of the 18th century, and you had uh, the Wesleys and the Methodist movement within the Church of England, and you had George Whitfield, that great preacher, who was, who was also, like John and Charles Wesley, was a priest in the Church of England. He was an Anglican priest. Uh, when he came over to do one of his uh, sur- preaching circuits, in the colonies, and of course, he he was known as being such a great preacher that just the way he pronounced the word Mesopotamia would make grown men cry. But anyway, wait, what? <laughs> well, at least he was such a, like Father Adam. He was such a great preacher. <laughs> Mesopotamia. <laughs> anyway,
0: uh, I would love to have a recording of that. Right.
5: Uh, so when he was doing one of his uh, circuits, um, uh, oh, gosh, the, the name is escaping me. Um, the Sinners in the Hands of an Angry God. Jonathan, Jonathan Edwards. Jonathan Edwards, yeah. Edwards. The Puritan minister, Jonathan Edwards, actually invited this Church of England, Anglican priest, to come and preach to his congregation and stay with him. Uh, so they again there was there was still some kind of connection there even though they were doing their own thing they were congregationalist and they were trying to show the church of england how you should really be church Mm -hmm, right mm -hmm. Uh, meanwhile down south (laughs) in virginia
0: not only are we moving down the timeline we got to go north and south and
2: we're moving geographically, folks. Yeah, so, you, had, you had the
0: real over here dying, y'all. You, you had
2: the
5: real Anglicans who were just sitting around, playing, literally playing cards
4: and drinking Shooting and, out. Uh, <laughs> you know. And I'm ask Father Nick, but he's a he's a crystallogical pacifist. So so like, right. yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
2: He can't chew me anymore. The violence in the Christian life. We got it. We <laughs> got it. In, in. We got yeah, it. I think we've got it. Yeah, we'll, we'll
5: just have to revisit that, but but not here.
4: <laughs> I'm crying.
2: <laughs> <clears throat> he dabs at his eyes with his mask. <laughs> they
5: were doing they were doing all the things down in Virginia and in the Carolinas that that of course the Puritans thought was was uh, you know terrible in signs mm. of their depravity and that kind of stuff. But uh,
2: I am a Virginian.
5: but they they were they were the ones who were 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 anglicans right and so uh in this in this traditional sense of the word uh well all right so i'm gonna go ahead and wrap it up so uh because because we wanted to get to where the denomination comes from so all of these folks are church of england folks and there's actually no bishops no anglicans father adam said it's
4: from satan (laughs) Turned to me and whispered, oh, from Satan. <laughs> <laughs> and then he looks like the church lane when he says it. Like, I was going to say church lane. I said it just like David. No, I said, it's from Satan. Oh, my gosh. You know, people are going to see that this is about church history, and they're going to go, boring. They're like, no, not the way we do it. No, no, not at all.
2: Church history according to three priests walking a bar.
4: Gosh.
5: It's like it's like drunk so. history, right? I just need a few more of these. There you go. So Where where are we? All right. We're gonna wrap it up. <laughs> They're all Church of England up until the Revolutionary War, right? Kay. Okay. Okay. So, look, man, this is your history
0: too. <clears throat> we broke off from y'all twelve years ago. We got our own history going on twelve years ago. <laughs>
5: They're they're the ancient faith right
2: there. (laughs) Uh,
0: And then our denomination came along and got it right.
2: (laughs) It's sweet baby faith. Sweet baby faith.
5: Do you need some marshmallows in your beard?
2: Booberry. That's
5: right. All right. So there's no bishop uh, over Mm. the... uh, Anglicans or, you know, the Church of England folks in the colonies at the time of the Revolution. And if, if any of y'all have seen Hamilton, right?
3: I mm-hmm.
5: no, uh, have not. <laughs> gee, surprise. Sounds Sorry. like a pop culture reference, which means I have no idea. <laughs> there's actually there, there, there's a guy in there. He lives under the Plymouth Rock.
3: <laughs> <laughs> I do. <laughs> 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 I to spit beer out of my nose. God,
0: we <laughs> made, made me Nick cork beer through his nose. jeez, not yet, not yet. I'm holding it together. All right, <laughs> we still got two more. <laughs> Look, I swear, I would already be done now. <laughs> no, <laughs> no, we would have been in. We would have been in 1706 <laughs> right now. We're yeah, you adjust progress. it to our mocking.
5: <laughs> <laughs> All right. Oh. So in, in that in, in Hamilton you'll remember there, there's this clergyman who pops up, right? Who who's who's saying uh you know, who's kind of uh pro England and this guy is Samuel Seabury, uh who who was, he was he was a chaplain for the uh British uh military during the Revolutionary War.
0: Is and he named in the play? Uh
5: I don't know if they say his name. So but you just billed, went and looked him up. But he's building well, I I know my history.
0: Yeah. I mean, come on. Uh, what yeah. doesn't
5: he know?
3: <laughs> He's like the Huguenots. He, <laughs> he puts the no in Huguenots. <laughs> he
4: knows. Nick knows.
3: That's, that's another his, hashtag, Nick
4: that's knows. His, that's his t shirt. <laughs> Nick knows.
0: Okay, so, so, so what, what, what's his name again? Samuel, what? Samuel Seabury. Samuel Seabury. Okay.
5: So, oh, I uh... Just got a Charlie Horse and <laughs> Not to be confused with Booberry. (laughs) So the the Revolutionary War happens, right? 1776. And all of a sudden, it becomes super unpopular to be a member of the Church of England, I don't know why. Uh, Especially when you've got folks like Samuel Seabury who were uh, vocally in support of England and against the Revolution and such. Now, in Virginia, there was a lot of Scottish... uh, clergy who were serving the the Anglican churches uh and they didn't really like the British so they kind of got away with it but uh especially up in New England that was the case it was not popular and after the revolution it was clear that the church the Church of England, the Anglicans in the colonies, needed to reorganize as their own denomination. They needed, in other words, autocephaly. Right. (laughs) Uh, And so uh, they went about doing this, and they held a general convention that lasted really uh, stretched over years. It was from 1782 to, I believe, 1789. Uh, And during that time, they were trying to create an American prayer book, Because, of course, the Book of Common Prayer, 1662, which was, it still is the prayer book of England, has prayers for the monarch, right? Mm -hmm, Nobody mm -hmm. in uh, post-revolution America wanted to be praying for (laughs) King George. And so, uh, anyway, uh, they were creating their own prayer book, but they were also working to get uh, bishops because, you know, it's an episcopal church and episcopal means we're governed by bishops right and so protestant uh, episcopal it you know they were still under the jurisdiction still under the oversight of the bishop of london so they send a few guys over to england but it's it, it gets stalled for them to to be uh, ordained as bishops and meanwhile That guy Samuel Seabury, who was completely against the revolution, says, I know what I'll do. I'm going to go over to Scotland and the Episcopal Church of Scotland, which was the Anglicans in Scotland, and I'll get them to ordain me a bishop. So he becomes the first bishop, still collecting until the end of his life, still collecting... a pension from being a chaplain for the uh, <laughs> British military, but he becomes the first, the very first bishop of the Episcopal Church, which is why back. the
2: symbol has the St. Andrew's cross. That's there right. There. That's yeah. why
5: our symbol has the St. Andrew's cross. It's also why we adopted <clears throat> the name the Episcopal Church because our first bishop was uh, actually ordained <clears throat> by three uh, bishops of the Episcopal Church of Scotland. Uh, and then right after he was ordained, right as he was getting back off the boat, uh, a couple of the folks that the General Convention had actually sent to uh, England were finally ordained as uh, bishops, the most important of which was a guy named William White, who really became the father of the Episcopal Church uh, and, and set the tone for it for, uh, you know, really up until the time of the Civil War. Uh, and so he came back. A prayer book, an American book of common prayer, was uh, created. And uh, the, the denomination... Uh, <laughs> twenty <right>, nine. Well, <laughs> the one that, that... I mean, all of them were very similar up until the current one, which made a radical shift, the 79. So, but anyway...
2: The one which um, shall not be named.
5: <laughs> but <laughs> anyway, uh, so a new prayer book for, for the Americas, and that's how really, that's how the Episcopal Church was formed. It was almost, it had almost disappeared because of people's feeling that uh, Episcopalians or you know Anglicans, whatever you wanted to call them, were too much tied to this, uh, the old world, to England. That this idea of bishops was tied to the Lord bishops of England and so on, and, and so, I mean, it really almost died off. But we there was a, a a great evangelical kind of fervor that uh, uh, really started in Virginia and spread throughout the Episcopal Church uh, just after that and revived it and um, and we really haven't seen anything like that since. I mean, there was when I say evangelical, I don't mean evangelical in the way that we mean it now. I just mean this this real kind of movement to uh, plant churches to spread the gospel to. Uh, to grow as a denomination and um, and kind of establish who we were, and uh,
2: so that in the future you could host uh, nascent Orthodox parishes. That's right. To that's start, right. and then then eventually eclipse you.
5: Yeah. Well. <laughs> Yet to be seen.
2: <clears throat> I, I want to check I, off I, Saint Tecons and Culpepper.
5: You know. Sometimes,
2: oh, sometimes if oh, you want to be if you want to be depressed,
5: Paul. look up how many OCA members there are compared to because We might be small compared to, say,
2: I don't know, the Catholics or the Southern Baptists, but compared to y'all, we're
5: huge.
2: Look up how many OCA parishes began in the parish halls of the Episcopal Church. Anyway,
5: that's my story, so I'll I'll. I'll and leave he's it all sticking there. to it. Okay, y'all. great.
0: <laughs> I all right. I want to skip around <clears throat> and, and come to Adam last. Because I feel idea. like that would be great. Uh,
3: <laughs> because at uh, uh, least... Uh,
2: <laughs> the last shall be first.
0: So. Lou L- L- over here has, has, has at least two pages of
4: yeah, notes. That was, just, that was um, just in case. Just in case. They <laughs> just in case what? Well, in case... In case Father Nick
2: didn't Guess have I enough to have say. <laughs> <'cause I know. laughs> you know, it, was, it was
4: just in case Father Nick with his inquisiting mind wanted more specific. Oh, I
2: will. <laughs> I will. I'll ask you. I'll ask you questions. <laughs> for sure. Wait, before we go to Father Lou, I had a question for Father Nick. Uh, uh. 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 Happy, the key word, I have since uh, forgotten. That <laughs> is that your second beer? It is my second beer, but look how tiny they are. Those who are looking out uh, at this video on YouTube, tiny. I think this is not... Uh, tiny but strong like the Orthodox Church. <laughs>
3: wait
5: Wait, is that in an Episcopal
0: glass (laughs) I want to put a brief pause real quick because I gotta pee (laughs) I'll be right back you're still recording
3: Guys, like, oh, i go. yeah, yeah. Oh, Sorry,
2: guys. All we had out. time was for Nick pontificating about the, per, the <laughs> primary role of the Episcopal Church. I, I, I was
3: looking America. over at those
5: notes, and they start at 1625. Yeah, but answer answer I'm not going to be doing it. I'm not going to be.
2: Don't worry. Rest, so we're back rest, after
0: a brief, ba- brief bathroom rest easy. break.
2: Rest easy. <laughs> brief bathroom and, and, and potty break. I remembered what I was trying to ask Father Nick, uh, and it was simply... He was talking about the timeline, and and uh, he is the pastor of a parish that began in the middle of all this.
5: That, that's right. Yeah. So the the church that I serve uh, as priest and pastor is um, the Fort Church of Saint Martin's Parish. The uh, original structure, the chapel at the forks, was built. Actually, uh, we're coming up on the three hundredth anniversary. It was built in seventeen twenty-two. Twenty-two. Uh, and that was a wood structure, the chapel and the forks of the river. But that was still a part of St. Paul's Parish at that point. In Richmond? Uh, this is from St. Paul's Hanover. Oh, So St. Yes. Paul's Parish, uh, as it was moving um, westward. And so then in 1726, they actually carved that off to be its own parish, mm. St. Martin's Parish, named after St. Martin of Tours.
3: And whose feast day, things.
5: yeah, and whose feast day is, of course, November 11th, um, and there's connections there because he was a soldier mm. uh, who then uh, put down the sword to become a priest. And mm. anyway, um, then our current building, which I like to call the new building <laughs> that we worship in, was built in around 1735, and so yeah, so. Back in that time, when it was still part of the Church of England before the Episcopal Church, as an autocephalous uh, <laughs> um, denomination or whatever you want to call it, church uh, in the United States had actually been established. Yeah, thanks for asking about that. I just, right.
2: I, 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 I wanted to make sure I remembered it, and then I forgot, and then I remembered again. So. He'll forget yeah. you. Forget, I'll forget that I
0: asked him. <laughs> All right, so we said we were going to go to uh, to <clears throat> Lou next, and um, he's got two pages of notes in front of him, so I'm really <laughs> curious as to where this is going to go. Yeah,
4: I, like I was saying, I was being ready in case Father Nick wanted some more stuff. I just have three pages of menu in front of me. So, you know. <laughs>
2: um,
4: so How would you guys get here? Well, strikes and gutters, ups and downs, you know (laughs) how On a boat. On a boat, on a boat. Um, It wasn't too much longer. I think Father Nick said the pilgrims came in 1621. You may have misspoke. It's 1620, and you can look at the big rock if you want to. The big (laughs) rock. The the big rock of right. I'm going to throw at you. The first Thanksgiving was
0: 1621. It was 1621,
4: although, of course, the
5: real first Thanksgiving was it what Snail Berkeley Plantation? That's what they in say. Virginia There's a couple other places fight over 18. that too. That's
4: right. Oh yeah. And then of course the Native we're Americans already that. had Thanksgiving ceremonies rooted yeah, throughout the year. So everybody has harvest festivals. <laughs> yeah, they did.
0: Um, so Baptist churches have harvest festivals in lieu of Halloween. <laughs> in
4: lieu of Halloween. <laughs> yeah, that's right. I, I really didn't know what we were. <laughs> what nick was getting at <laughs> when he suggested this topic because it's so like all you know it could go all over
2: the place i thought we were talking um, about pilgrims
4: right well that's what inspired <laughs> him in a way or just not. the coming to america kind right. of thing right. um, yeah. Eddie murphy
3: mm-hmm. yeah
4: <laughs> sweet baby nick was joking about just just get over it but that's a that's a big <laughs> issue in the church and just and get, he was just joking um when they're saying that uh about uh Something when we started out, I'd have to. Oh no go no! Back.
0: I said we need to deal with it. Need to deal oh, okay. with the history.
4: Okay. Oh okay. I took it as like <laughs> deal with it.
0: In the most. No 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 sense. no 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 no. We need to reckon with it. Why <laughs> yes. such a terrible person? <laughs> I know. I know. Because <laughs> he's been hanging out with you.
3: It's his proximity to Father Nick. <laughs> um. Y- y- boy oh boy um, <laughs>
4: yeah there, there's there's so much you could get into but more briefly than father Mike um, they the Swedish arrived first and they kind of join their Dutch friends Um I in the meat area I they're Lutherans right yeah Lutherans, <laughs> yeah, Lutherans. <laughs> okay. so Swedish Lutherans came in
2: did they call themselves Lutheran then or were they calling themselves evangelical back they
4: then? would have been probably Church of Sweden then I okay. would think um I'm not gonna swear to that that's a great question though because a lot of them way back early times Lutherans were called evangelicals right and, in and then Europe they still are and yeah, so yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, it gets very really confused because sometimes there's combined churches with Calvinists mm. and stuff like gotcha. that. So, but um, it depends on, you know, a lot of times they'll have a national Lutheran church, so it would be Church gotcha. of Sweden, Church of Norway, something gotcha. like that. Uh, so the Swedish came over first, and that was in the 1630s. It was 1638. Um, the first building they had was like eight years later, not too long after that, in the 1600s, um, some German Lutherans ended up in Manhattan. Um, those folks came over with some of the expansion, not necessarily fleeing anything, but um, opportunities and everything from from what I read. Um, I wasn't around. I can't swear to what they are coming here for. Um, but then the next big... Pushes the Germans coming in in the 1700s, and and initially they they dove in up around the um, area of Pennsylvania, and New York, um, you know, particularly around Philadelphia mm-hmm. was a huge area for them. Still, can be a lot of Lutherans up there. Although you'd probably think of our um, my my Italian and Irish cousins, you know, like right. moving <laughs> in in that area. If you think of that area as a as a place of um, you know, what's the more common faith if any you'd say catholic right but that's just another immigrant wave that came in and then um the germans started to spread out into ohio and whatnot but the in the early 18th century when when the first germans were coming over those were fleeing from wars and persecution the nine-year wars and the the war of spanish succession and they kind of expanded westward into, you know, the newer territories um, to, to get land. This area you're in here, this is part of what's the way the Virginia Synod breaks up its geographic locations is into what would have been formerly called deaneries, but they're called conferences. And this is the Germana Conference. There was a huge um, colony of Germans that were miners out by Orange. And so it, oh. so that was called Germana. And so there's oh, a there's a sense. deep root of German <coughs> German I mine wondered, there? what were the huh? German There's a mine out there? there? There used to be.
3: Hmm. Yeah, they used what, to do
4: you, no gold. Okay. No there, there was a gold mine. Gold out. and really? Yeah. Huh. They used to they used to have a lot of gold all over the place. You know, not as, yeah, it wasn't as big as like in California or anything like that. But they was, you know, there was things to be taken. <laughs> 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 you know, uh, in an uncharitable way to say it. But I always wondered but, where Germanna came from. That's all where. Right. How about that? So that was one of the first big Exodus of, see how I fit that in for last yeah, yeah, time. Job, yeah. Exodus of the Germans, <laughs> um, and then then there was the Salzburger migration into Georgia. That was in the 1730s. Um, that really was the introduction to into the South of Lutheranism. Um, not in not consequentially with the moravians later and also the methodists out of that you know there was a lot of interplay between those groups i was going to ask you
5: about that because the moravians were coming in i mean they were they were very very much about spreading their faith right and and especially to the native american population
4: yeah yeah they and they're i don't know about their mission techniques but i think that they were probably more friendly than some of the others (laughs) let us just say that um but they they were fleeing a, a kind of a religious pers- persecution from the from the archbishop that was in present day Austria. Um, one thing of note is that one of the earliest African American free African American churches was was Lutheran, that was started in seventeen um, wait a minute wait a minute eighteen twenty around then eighteen sorry yeah somewhere in that eighteen twenties eighteen thirties area. Um, It was a a freed slave from the South that moved north, was sent at the encouragement of his pastor to go up to seminary. Um, I believe he went to Gettysburg Seminary, if I'm not mistaken. Hmm. Um, And then he ended up in Philadelphia. They felt that he could be kind of start a church for the uh, free African-American people that were up there. And this was a Lutheran um, congregation. Yeah, yeah. it's It was called St. Paul's, if I'm not mistaken. Um, Philadelphia and,
5: was known as a place... I mean, there was a free African society in Philadelphia, so that's where the... Um, Uh, A.M.E. church came out of. Mm. That's right. Richard Allen established. He was in Philadelphia. And he went
4: to Gettysburg as a seminary. Oh, did he really? Okay. So it was an overlapping.
5: The first African-American Episcopal priest started the first African-American Episcopal church there in Philadelphia, also St. Thomas. Do you know about what time? time?
4: Was it around the same
3: time? Yeah,
5: it would have been right right towards the end of the... um, uh, the 18th century. So uh, 1790s is, is when St. Thomas was. You said, does he know the time?
0: What do you think?
4: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, the, the church he started it, the, the building's still around, but there was different financial issues that some of the other Lutherans, even though it seemed like they were helping at first, there seemed to be a lack of ongoing support for that mission. And so everything wasn't rosy. Um, and despite efforts to try to save the church, it eventually um, petered out. Uh, not to say that there still didn't exist African American Lutherans, because that's still a reality through today. Uh, the first synod, which is like a diocese for us, the first synod for us was in the 1820s. Um, that would have been um, that would have been Pennsylvania. Um, the Synod of Maryland and Virginia was the 1820s. Um, the Synod of Virginia was established 1829, and that's what we're kind of in today. The although they've had different reiterations depending on what flavor of Lutheran you are, so I, you, you got different variations. Um, interestingly enough, one of the you know a lot of the Germans ended up in the Shenandoah Valley too, and so the first English translation of the book of Concord or Formula of Concord, which is the the Book of Our Confessions. That was done first published English translation was done in Newmarket, Virginia. No kidding.
0: Yeah. So About it's, so it's interesting. Um, whereabouts is that in relation to like Richmond and Fredericksburg?
4: Well it's off eighty one. Uh, yeah, Newmarket it's is like North or south of Harrisonburg. Uh, south north. is it north. north
2: north of Harrisonburg. It would be closer to say Manassas.
4: No, well, it's not well. That it's, high it's,
2: up, western. it's western. It's right. western and southern, but it's out that way. But it's it Harrisonburgish.
4: That was published in 1851. The um, there was a there was a lot of Lutheran churches in that area. Not all of them large. A lot of them more small congregational churches. But of course, there were more Lutherans way back then like yeah. now in Virginia, um, as one would expect in the 18th century. There was a or into the nineteenth century, there was a huge expansion of Nordic peoples into the United States, and that's where you get that connection with with uh, Norwegians and again Swedish and Finnish. And so, if you go out in the Midwest, there's yeah, l- literally boatloads, load yeah, <laughs> of, yeah, and and uh, that's where you get that joke. Like I think I shared with you, you get that coffee mug that was uh, like a, supposed to be. Le- um, I was going to say left, so that's another popular... Oh, Lutefisk? ...things. Lutefisk. <laughs> i always wanted to try it. Um, I, I can save you time. I was not a fan, and that says <laughs> a lot because I like everything. But, but um, uh, yeah, Lutefisk, you'll find it, like, like church fundraisers and things like that, and people eat it out of uh determination and kind of yeah. like to say, it's "I like eat it." i you know? I've heard of it? <laughs> yeah, yeah, like kinda dare. But very it's little f- good things about. Yeah, it's Lutafist. very very common. It's very very common out there that that's part of their yearly fundraising. What
0: um, is Can you describe Lutafist? it? Yeah, it's, fish. yeah, <laughs> <laughs> what's rotten fish? No, <laughs> no, it's not.
4: Well, it's I'm it's co- co- it's usually it's supposed cod, to help the taste. It's cod, as I recall, and it's it's been a long time since I had it, but it's cod with I think. It's like preserved in lye or something like that. Oh, yeah. yeah,
2: preserved so in lye. So it's like
4: super, <laughs> turpentiney tasting. It's like <laughs> it's got a strong, strong taste. It's I'm
2: uh, down. Let's do it. <laughs> we should have a three priest eat ludafer Meanwhile episode. the Anglicans in Virginia are drinking their sherry and, <laughs> and having champagne and caviar <laughs> like, Where they, whenever there's uh, four four uh, Anglicans there's always a fifth always a fifth <laughs>
4: <laughs> Now now those folks from you know Sweden and, and and Norway and Finland and all that I mean they were a lot of them were coming for economic opportunities too not so much, um, for anything that was like an oppression like the pilgrims uh, um, oh that's the brings to mind another thing with the pilgrims you know yes they were they were separate <coughs> as the name right separatists from puritans but that's kind of like <coughs> <coughs> sweet baby nick being separatists from the Episcopal church I mean, you know, it's, like, yeah. it's all Sounds the like same that. thing yeah. it's just like it's like so when someone says well the, the pilgrims are puritans they're not totally wrong, you know, it's like... <laughs> right. uh, they share like, a
5: lot of the same theology. share a lot of the
4: same stuff. Um, right. um, but the Lutheran Synods, of course, <laughs> they, they tended to be linked to the uh, ethnic groups that came over and language. And so when you go to Richmond and you come across First English Church in Richmond, I think I've shared this before, that was the first English-speaking church. And just yeah. as in Germany, oh, you found... Oh, yeah,
0: on, on Monument.
4: Yeah, I right across the... Or formally circle, whatever they're going to call it now. Circle um, that no longer has a statue. Yeah, <laughs> but yeah. when you when right across the street there, there's a there's a United Church of Christ building. Yeah, but the, you know that comes out of that Reformed tradition as well. And just and so, down the
2: street is a Missouri yeah, church. Yeah, when the
4: when the Reformed folks moved in and the Lutheran folks moved in, they actually shared everything together Mm -hmm. um as happened quite often in the united states because they were close enough and then in germany of course there was shared churches and things like that as was kind of dictated by the government so they often started that way and that's actually how those two churches ended up around that same circle because they had that connectedness to one another and then the um uh, the anyway, so the, the Lutheran church had started in German and became English-speaking, and then therefore it became First English, and so uh, you often find that like in Pittsburgh, First English, Pittsburgh where our friends at yeah, and stuff like and that. Yeah, me and Father Lou
2: have a f- common friend who's the pastor of First English Lutheran in, uh, in Pittsburgh. It's a gorgeous church. It is. It's
4: very high church. It's very beautiful. beautiful.
2: It's worth stopping in
4: or looking on the internet to see inside yeah, it. It's it really there is actually a
2: a uh, uh, 360 video tour of the of the Google I think did it. Yeah, right? it, it's very it's, it's it's impressive. It's beautiful.
0: So all of this eventually gets up to the ELCA, right? And so sort like- of there was also <laughs> there, there was
2: they, that's where really we
4: we. Time time jumps. Time jumps really quickly.
2: With Lutherans. Time keeps on ticking, they, ticking, <laughs> ticking. As the they future. speak
4: English, they all start merging together. There's a Wait, lot has of, the American Revolution happened yet? We're way beyond that. Has the, the Wisconsin City formed yet? Well, in, in the 1800s, I think, is when it did form. And what we're getting at is a lot of these geographic locations also came with their high church, low church, more fundamentalist take. Mm. Uh, more um, pietist attitudes or less and that helped shape these denominations that sh- that formed and mm-hmm. and so the one group that is second to the ELCA in size is missouri Synod, and they did come over as to what they perceived as um you know bullying from their Prince, right? They were trying to leave that Bavaria, not Bavaria, um, Prussia, mm. to to get it away from when the prince wanted them to have a combined church of Reformed and Lutherans. And and that explains their, their kind of doubling And down they were very double confession. down on confessions. Yeah. And so they came over and they landed in Missouri and hence that's Missouri Synod. And they still are very much that way today. Very, the,
2: very not too far away from being Orthodox.
4: They would because they'd be more traditionalist in they in are. And all closed things.
2: communion.
4: The the and they're closed communion because they're confessional. So they would look at any church that is not agree in agreement with the confessions as being kind of disordered. Yeah. So so that's um, including
2: y'all. Here's a shout out to Father Roger. Yeah, right. <laughs> so so
4: there was there were revivalist movements that affected all these um in the US. I mean the um there was different uh folks that came over and really you can go to the Midwest and people won't necessarily a pastor won't necessarily wear a collar or anything like that. They've lost some of those traditions. You can go to that place in our friend's church in Pittsburgh and he's gonna have all the vestments and the finery and I all wouldn't that be surprised
2: to find Father Brian wearing a beretta and a cassock.
4: Um I think he's worn them. Yeah. <laughs> so so then um what's the group that uh Leaves the Bibles at the hotels and everything. Gideon, oh, Gideon, thank you. Yeah. I couldn't think of the name. Yeah, just but, think
5: of the Rocky Raccoon song by the
4: Beatles. Yeah, the he even, went back to his room only to just, find Gideon's Bible. Just to give you an idea, Gideon I,
5: checked out. He left it, no doubt, to aid in poor Rocky's revival.
4: <laughs> <laughs> well, just as an example, with that, with that. Same kind of religious revivals that that Nick was talking about. There was revivals that happened at different times in Europe, northern Europe, and that impacted over here and with pietism and whatnot. And there was one Lutheran, I was told by a Gideon, that actually helped form the Gideons. Um, He was a traveling salesman and had a Bible study with someone else. And, And if you hear things about him, you're like, well, that seems very... Almost evangelical, like in the U.S. term, yeah, yeah. Um, and I think that's where things get kind of gray because some of these immigrants got really f- formed, and some might even say misinformed at times <laughs> by by those neighbors that were around them. So, like people started to think, oh, well, you only, had, say
2: malformed. you only had you only had
4: you only had communion once, for example. Well, that's partly because of the lack of pastors right. and. Um, what the neighbors are doing and all that but even there was a friend of mine from school from college he became a pastor in the evangelical free church um and in america i think it's called but um anyway it's it it was lutheran and he was talking to me and i'm like man you sound very lutheran and so i did some research and it came out of a lutheran Mm -hmm. group that were influenced by anabaptist teachings and decided to reject that a lot of the Lutheran ideas mm. like particularly infant baptism but other things too so so there's been a lot of mixing and whatever and that's one of the things where you can't say a Lutheran Church is a Lutheran Church Missouri Synod would definitely say that
3: um, Wisconsin
4: Synod which is is pretty small same kind of thing those are those Norwegians that were very strict confessional but they're people. the only ones
2: who go to heaven
4: in their mind well that goes to it's kind of like the Orthodox Church to one another sometimes <laughs> That that they think that they're more correct. Now I think they've got a little bit of an approachment with Missouri Synod, but you but they it's always the smallest denominations
5: that think that they're the one true church. Yeah, well, well of the Roman Catholics, right? It, but.
4: Guess take a guess, like, because I did write down like different stats, like for this type uh-huh. of moment, right? Guess <laughs> how many congregations the Wisconsin Evangelical Lutheran Synod has?
0: Thirty-seven. The Wisconsin Evangelical Lutheran Synod. Yeah, okay, Wisconsin- how many?
3: or or just simply the Even Wisconsin, Wisconsin, around
4: it. Yeah, Wisconsin, Wisconsin Synod
2: 37.
0: No, it's more than that. It's like it's 1200. But the oh, next
2: no
4: kidding. the next smallest is the Evangelical Lutheran Synod and they have oh. 142 whole congregations wait, and wait. they're very restrictive, too. Wait, what's the Evangelical Lutheran Synod? It's another group of I never heard of that. How's that different or, from the different, ELCA? Well, oh, uh, Well, they're confessional as well, which means oh, okay. they're very attached to the Book of Confessions. But they tended to be, I think they were Norwegian as well, but um, I think they're more in the Northwest,
2: ah, okay. where a lot okay. of those
4: fishermen la- landed, right? Well, how um, much of
2: that has to do with the circuit riders? Because a lot of the this Middle America, uh, the original Christian uh, Christianization of Middle America took place because of Lutheran circuit riders. I'm like, uh, a Methodist circuit. Or Methodist, right? sorry. I'm having a complete, like... Uh, well, you had some lapse. Lutherans bouncing around, too. I mean... Um, but Lutherans did a lot of circuit writing, too, but Methodists really had their... Um,
4: Schmucker out writing. of Gettysburg was py- tended towards the pietistic, mm-hmm. and he, he had created different things that would could be used for the people on the frontier, and that helps... Spread some of the theology. Circuit riding
0: didn't, didn't uh, go over so well with Lutherans because they, they stop at taverns and just kind of get held over. Right, right, right. Uh, right. They like Oh, heard. he's too drunk to be a little yeah. on his
2: horse. Not but, the Reverend Alden on Little House on the Prairie. But
4: in general, with all that melding, you know, eventually a couple of bigger denominations joined in 1980s to form the ELCA, but the roots are much deeper, go way back What to are the, the, the ones beginning.
5: that joined together?
4: Um, that would have been the Lutheran Church in America f- for sure. Uh, American Lutheran Church, and then of course the Association of Evangelical Lutheran Churches, which is the breakoff group from the Missouri Synod mm-hmm. when they had a okay. debate over fundamentalist interpretation of Scripture, mm-hmm. and and so it, it's it's the biggest one by far. But as will people will critique, you have a wide big umbrella mm-hmm. with a wide variety of opinions and everything so, and practices. So
2: I always had people just to find the difference between the two, as ELCA is is high church, low theology, and LCMS is uh, high theology, low church. Is that an accurate uh, simplification? An accurate I, yeah,
4: because there are high churches. If you think of our friend, right in Pittsburgh, right that that's a very high church. Which one? But uh, he's ELCA, First English oh, 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 in, in Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh. Yeah, yeah. But at the same time, in Virginia. If you go to my church, which is a lower, simpler church, I, I think there's a bigger thing about the the power of the pastor, mm. the authority. Mm-hmm. You know, the um, although everything's kind of congregationalist with us, there is a, a, a episcopacy that we have, uh-huh. and but they're more of advise and consent kind of things. You know, encouragers and but they there's there's limited lutherans could tell someone to pound sand if they want that's why you run into issues because people can just like be holdouts and yeah and 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 so the i can't i would say the big difference would be the biggest difference is how true you hold the confessions as we've talked about before the confessional churches are going to feel that the lutheran confessions are an equal true expression out of scripture uh-huh Whereas we will say it's true as far as it's affirmed by scripture. Mm-hmm. So we have the wiggle room to disagree or to pull in from other traditions and like talk with different groups. Missouri Synod, they're very strict in who they associate
2: with. And, um, and you now, Missouri, they Missouri Synod their- also doesn't have bishops per se they call them like district presidents yeah in
4: the u in the u.s that was quite common i think that has a lot to do with that whole immigration because they've they've had bishops over in europe and things but Mm -hmm. the but i think the the u.s lutheranism is a little bit different because you've got a lot of anti-catholic sentiment right you have um probably some resistance to wanting to be like Others, like the Episcopalians or whatever, mm-hmm. the demo- democratic nature of Lutheranism with the priesthood of all believers. So, and, and so that can be emphasized at different levels. I believe the predecessor body, I believe the Lutheran Church in America in Virginia was pretty big. And I think that they had a president versus a bishop, but mm-hmm. you might as well have the same thing. Because our bishops are elected and then ins- installed, consecrated. Now, you know, and then they only know,
2: serve for a limited amount—six years. Six years. Okay.
4: That's what it is now. I don't know what it used to be in the old days. So, sure. it's ours is more of that whole—you know—I I, I hate to use the term because it's such a touchy one now—the melting pot type story, right? <laughs> and yeah, yeah. and it's very <laughs> geographic, and and um, I think um, as there's a there's a guy in the. He's in the Christian Century. I actually posted his article not too long we're ago. We're coming
0: up on um, I know we're coming up to about as break. much time as Father Nick had.
4: I know. Um, <laughs> look up guys uh, this article in the Christian Century by Willing Willie Jennings, who's from Yale Divinity oh, yeah, School. Willie
5: James and James and he James
4: talks James a little really bit God. about how my boy. how geography <laughs> and everything like that um affects a couple of his books. Yeah. Uh, geography yeah first the the Europeanization of the church separated them from relationship with the Jewish identity Mm -hmm. and then how when you came over here that whole colonial (laughs) take what is yours kind of which isn't yours really right? Right. that whole attitude impacted and hurt the Christian faith in the US and I I would agree with even if you don't agree with everything I think that you can't that that whole manifest destiny mythic understanding Mm -hmm. of things impacted how the churches lived with one another and treated others like Native Americans and, and other things. So okay. I will yeah. end it here. Here, end of you, the lesson. Uh, have oh, you guys heard... Oh, go ahead. go ahead. I was
3: well,
0: going to say, you know, I'm going to go. Have you heard the, the joke about the increasingly narrow denominations? Yeah. The increasingly narrow denominations. I can't remember the specifics, but it's like a guy is coming up on... Uh, someone who's about ready to commit suicide. Oh, yeah, yeah, have yeah, you heard yeah. about this one? Yeah. Yes, yeah. And he's like, Brother, stop. Don't do it. Like, there's, I, it's like, stop. I have nothing to live for. And like, Wait, no. Do you believe in God? Like, yes, I do. Me too. Are you, um, what are you? It's like, I'm a Christian. Me too. Catholic or Protestant? Oh, I'm, I'm a Protestant. Me too. Uh, what denomination? Oh, I'm, I'm a Baptist. Me too. And Northern Baptist or Southern Baptist? Northern Baptist, me too. Northern Baptist Midwestern Convention, Convention. Northern Baptist <laughs> Northeastern Convention, something like that. Midwestern Convention, me too. Northern Baptist Midwestern Convention, 1897 Synod or 1912 Synod? 1912 Synod, I said, die, heretic, and I pushed him off the bridge.
4: <laughs> I do. Something like that. that. Yeah. That's <laughs> fantastic. Yeah, I think there's a lot of that in so, the U.S., right? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, just look at sweet baby Nick. <laughs> yeah, know, right?
0: But you know who has no division and no problems whatsoever is the Orthodox Church. Thou
2: sayest right. it, my friend, my, my humble Paduan. For, for example,
5: there's nothing happening with Ukraine. Nothing at
2: happening. all. Nothing yeah. at all. Well, the only thing yeah. happening in Ukraine is a lot of uh, metropolitan heretical Schism. interference by uh, Constantinople. Isn't and it called the Ukrainian
4: Schism? Isn't that what they named it?
2: Uh, and yeah, it would be. It would be actually the Const, oh Constantinopolitan. Thank you. I was never going to get that out of my mouth. Um, it's, it's just, a, and uh, it, to be perfectly brutally honest, the uh, the, the the man. <laughs> when, who, when are you not? <laughs> <laughs> well, fair enough.
3: <laughs> to, to his folly, <laughs>
2: <laughs> the man who sits on the throne of uh, Constantinople, or rather, the one square block of <laughs> Istanbul. Uh, that he occupies as the patriarch of a very tiny neighborhood uh, uh, has made of kinda himself kind of like the Vatican, <laughs> kind of like the Vatican, yet smaller. But you know, still a micro pope. Uh, <laughs> he has made of himself a papist, and uh, God bless him. I, I really I pray for his repentance.
5: Wow, you realize that eventually y'all are going to work this out, and then you're going to have to go back and ask Nick to explain that. Oh, they're, that? they're, no, used, no. they're I, used I
2: stand to on. It. I stand on that one. I mean, and, and, and again, it's it's not. Uh, that I'm accusing, I'm, I'm identifying. He's uh, a,
4: he's stomping on his neck in love. <laughs> <laughs> That's
2: right. I'm like, uh, bro, repent. Well, be,
5: before you continue to throw a middle finger
2: up You're at all holiness, uh, the Greek church. <laughs> I, not I, the I, Greek I, church, not the church of Greece. The church of, of uh, Istanbul. So. Wow. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> because so that, the Greek that, that, Church actually is technically a separate church.
5: Uh, that is true. Uh, I, I think it, I think it's worthwhile to stop for a second and just say because um, uh, Pastor Lou mentioned confession so many times, it, it's worthwhile to point out because we all because, need to go to confession. Because, right. Well, because <laughs> because for example, we don't have confessions in the Episcopal. We have the Creed and and we do have the Thirty Nine Articles which are historical documents, Well we don't have a confession. Y'all don't have Yeah, but that's what
4: our confessions are. Though. Right, right. But, we have, <laughs> but, but, but it, <laughs> you have the Nicene Constantinople... Right? All constant, I'm saying is the, the, la, the, the language. language. <laughs> right, have the have language. language. So
5: it's important to, to clarify that when, when Pastor Lewis says confessions, he means things like... What the we Oxford believe,
4: confession, what we believe, the Schmalkaldic yeah. Articles, that kind of thing, which yep. means nothing
0: to anyone. Oh, so if you. you just
4: say what we believe. <laughs> okay. It's it's all collected. So let's circle back, back and and, and
0: I want to know. I don't know how the Orthodox got here, actually, aside from being born on the wings of Gabriel himself. <laughs> um, when the the first American metropolitan or whoever is is deposited wow. in uh, in the foothills of the Rocky Mountains.
2: I shall be happy to enlighten you, sweet baby Nick. Right, Please. because he was on his phone looking up the history as Pastor I was talking. looking for a date because uh, I couldn't remember exactly what date it was.
0: So how'd y'all get here?
2: Um, the first... Uh, uh, well, okay, that's a multifaceted answer. Um, probably the first uh, expression of Orthodox Christianity in the United States came from the Vikings, Leif Erikson is known to have been...
3: Lou <laughs> just gave the worst you know, side of
2: the, the Vikings, uh, on, on, on some levels, had had been Christianized at that point. Uh, and that's about 500 years before Columbus. In 1492, Columbus sailed the ocean blue. Uh, but about 500 years before that, the Vikings were on the, especially the west coast of America and Canada. Um, and technically, this is when do we get to the new world? But,
0: you're calling... He's trying to establish supremacy, the, that we, well, were the, were still, we were here they first. They
4: were still... They were still. He's trying to claim that they were... Even though they were the Western church... This is
0: before the
4: big schism, still, yeah. Yeah. They were oh,
2: still sure, this is definitely Orthodox. prior to the schism, yes. So, no, King Harold is famously Orthodox. Uh, King Harold, who came after Leif, Leif Erikson, or kind of contemporary, but... Is famous. I'm pretty so, sure they
5: were still praying to Thor at that point. <laughs> Some of them, yes, they were. Some you of them correct. still
2: are. <laughs> Some, Some of right. them still are in a most uh, inauthentic and anachronistic way, because um, there isn't a whole lot of uh, information on, on Viking liturgies uh, of the. All you have to do type. is watch
5: the Marvel movies, and no, you're all caught uh, uh, up. Yep.
2: Seriously, I mean uh, that—that's that's like Bible to me. though. No, um, uh, it, it is relatively well accepted that, that Leif Erikson having been a part of the court of St. Harold was a, uh, an Orthodox Christian. Um, and there were Orthodox priests sent because the, the, of the connection of the Swedes to, to, uh, uh, Rus', uh, Russia, um, which was actually Ukraine. Um, the birthplace of, of Russian Christianity is Ukraine. Uh, boy, but, that must suck nowadays. Yeah. It's a little <laughs> bit, it's a bit of a problem you see. Um, but, uh, and so on a uh, purely uh, timetable kind of way, it, the first flowering of orthodoxy in, in the New World, even if it didn't root itself, was through the Vikings because obviously they did not last as a, as a, an ethnic group that stuck around.
0: The whole raiding and pillaging thing. Yeah, so raping, pillaging, either, and then know?
2: celebrating the divine liturgy. There's a little bit of a, of a compromise. I, I mean, I don't know. I think they were, I don't I think know.
0: think the word you're one. looking for is contradiction. It
2: is a contradiction. Um but at the same time, uh, and I don't know what, uh, exactly when St. Brendan was around, um, what, what uh, time frame he came around, it's well known that St. Brendan reached the New World as well. Um, and so you had Irish monks who were still Orthodox uh, <laughs> reach the New World. Um, and so there is ancient Christianity before there was ever a split between Rome and Constantinople. Before there was ever uh, the existence of a Lutheran, and, or and uh, she adopts them all, <laughs> <laughs> right? They're all mine. But see, these,
4: but but also some of the, there like, was one the Vikings. They have archaeology, the, the 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 Celtic, and or you know, all that type of influence that's still debated. They may find some archaeology someday. I'm open to it totally because I do believe Pacific Islanders. There's some evidence that they reached the oh, sure, Pacific yeah. coast. Oh yeah. So I think there's a no lot doubt. more movement around than there used to be. I was only raising my eyes
3: when he
2: started to claim the whole church is orthodox until it was a split. It's the truth. The whole church was orthodox. I mean, there was one Christianity until Rome had to go and pee in the Cheerios. But (laughs) Rome went out for cigarettes and beer one night and never came home. Uh, And that's where you get the diary of denominations. (laughs) There are, of course, other takes on this. (laughs) Except mine is the correct one. Uh, <laughs> I am the ecumenic, um, and is. I love you both very much dearly. And I sincerely hope to see you in heaven. You know, there's Should more than there? there's more than two people I'll there. I'll be there to welcome you probably. <laughs>
0: oh, did I say the two of you? You said I love you both very dearly. Oh, no, no. And I felt oh, really
2: I, in, I felt in really in excluded. But now that we're talking about the priesthood of all believers, I'm talking about Sweetini too. And you know, his eventual ordination to the Orthodox priesthood.
0: Ordination to the priesthood, <laughs> <laughs> great, <day. laughs>
2: Um, Beyond those, uh, I hope
0: God has the patriarch of
4: Greece welcome (laughs) you,
2: (laughs) Constantinople. It's all holiness, Bartholomew. Uh, God bless him; may he repent. And me too. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Peace be upon him. (laughs) (laughs)
4: He could go on like this forever. He's bad news.
2: B-B-U-H. All right, well, I guess
0: that, that answers the question the Orthodox got here with the Vikings, and we can move on. I,
5: I predicted, I said to Nick, I said, Father Adam's going to say two words about how Orthodoxy came to America and then go off on whatever tangent he wants to talk about.
4: But, of course, this probably Except means... is that what that, I always do? <laughs> if he's going to claim the Vikings, that means that, that the Orthodox were known for their, their plundering, their raping, their child sacrifice. Um... Which sounds about right. <laughs> oh, quick, quick pause. They're By the way, we are basically anti-Christian switch beers. behavior. Oh, Folks, we've switched, Father, beer. and oh, I yes. have
2: switched beers. What are you drinking?
4: Oh, mine is um, it's a it's a Martin an Oktoberfest kind of beer. Let's see what they call it here though.
2: Go ahead and tell them what you got. Um, it's called May West. It is a blonde ale. It is quite delicious, and it was way tastier than I thought it would be. What's the flavor? Um, delicious. What?
5: A blonde's really more fun. <laughs>
2: Oh god, Blunts tend to be. They more they,
4: they have an umlaut over the a, but they call it Bar Hafen.
2: I had a little sip of that uh, a sample. It was quite good. I like that very thing. traditional. All right, so
5: after you've laid out this
2: mythic origin
5: of how <laughs> right. it came to, what's the real? Story? What's on the
2: historic record? Kay? <laughs> <laughs> I guess like
0: up, when where did how did the OCA get well, established yeah. specifically?
2: That's that's a little bit farther down the timeline. I get to go. Uh, I get to go. He's really, century. <laughs> he's only started at. Uh, Orthodoxy came to the, the US year one thousand. <laughs> in, in the year 1000. one thousand. In the year one thousand and two. <laughs> right about one thousand and seven, and then about one thousand and fifty four, is <laughs> where it all started to unravel. Um, in about seventeen ninety four. Uh, what's his name shelikov was had was messing around in alaska and who a feller named shelikov he was shelikov a, yeah at st catherine the great sent folks to basically the new world uh, and uh alaska you can actually see russia from alaska i could see russia from my house <laughs> which on a clear day from some islands you can it, it's true there are actually uh, two islands uh, one is siberia one is alaska I don't remember what they're called, but they're really quite close to each other. Yeah. It's 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 on a. Uh, it was interaction. Yeah, for sure, uh, as evidenced by the Yupik natives on Siberia but and in Alaska. They I always same assumed language. with the
4: to, to help him along, with Russia claiming that coast, Alaska, and that upper northwest, and selling coast, it to the United States later to the United on. States. I mean, I mean, even if you watch, like, for listeners that may be familiar with deadliest catch if you watch them Uh in the town right you see orthodox churches churches everywhere I think some of the fishermen probably were you see orthodox Um, crosses on on the boats yeah yeah so it's it's a huge influence out there and then the I think in I would say that the next big area Correct me if I'm wrong. It's like New York, New Jersey. Right. The,
2: the, the because, biggest. Uh, you know the Russian mafia. Right. <laughs> you basically have two major ways. Descendants of the Vikings. The, the uh, <laughs> you have the 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 colonization right, right. by Russia and there were already Russian fellows who had taken native wives when when the the Russian uh, mission came in there and they're like, well, we're already baptized. We've been baptizing our children for years, but we've been we just haven't had priests. Um, and they had native wives and, you know, maybe a couple generations even in many cases of of, uh, Christian people who remembered, you know, who taught their their families how to pray, who had baptized but had never had a priest. Um, And uh, St. Herman and and several others, about, I don't know, five, ten others came and some of them died, whatever. There was several priests who were sent from from Valam Monastery, which is Finland now, uh, but at the time was... I guess still technically Russia. I don't know when Finland came into existence as a technical, as, as its current uh, uh, political boundaries. Finnish exist. audience, please email. Right, if there's the any laps among us, send us some information <laughs> about Finland. Uh, Finland goes back and forth between being Lutheran and Orthodox, yeah, actually, it, those right. are the two national religions in Finland. Are or Lutheranism and Orthodoxy. Um, and, the date of Pascha is always the Western Pascha in Finland as well, which is a complete mystery to me, and I would love to find out why. I just, I didn't know. I because
5: know. that's a true date.
2: <laughs> I should I should know, but I forgot the reason why. Anyway. Um, Probably has something to do with Sweden's influence or something. It's very, very possible. Has, it, I would wager. And the church in or Finland. Or Jesus' influence. Jesus, yeah. you know. No, the church in Finland has a lot to do. It, it's very, uh, it's a state, they're both state churches, so. Uh, I think that the, the civil authority has a lot more influence. Anyway, uh, so you, you had Alaska Christianized by, by, by Russia and then sold to the United States. And then basically uh, the uh, Moravians and the Presbyterians came and destroyed the native people and, and displaced them and... Uh, forbid them from from having their own languages and their own beliefs and everything. It was just terrible. Anyway, that's a whole other story. Then you have another wave of, you know, in the post-Irish-need-not-apply uh, era, you have the the cabbage-eaters coming to populate the East Coast, the, the, the pierogi belt from New York through Pennsylvania, New Jersey through Ohio, and, and, and that area. A lot of them going into the mines. Yeah, they, they mined in Eastern Europe, and, and a lot of these people were not Muscovites. These people... Tended in large part to be like you know. I use this term loosely, but pure Russians, like the Swedish Russians, the um, the the uh, hillbilly Russians, if you want to uh, uh, apply an American term, having nothing to do with William of Orange, but you know the, the, that's the way I think of you. <laughs> I like it that way. Um, but you, you, these people were miners. They lived in the hills, and they moved into the hills, and and you know, right, they, they right. mined anthracite coal in, in uh, eastern PA and, and bituminous coal in western PA and worked in the steel mills um, and they brought their their orthodox faith with them um, and so you have huge you know, and for the the larger part of that time uh, until the Bolsheviks overthrew the Tsar uh, in, in, in 17 uh, or I should say 1917 uh, as we have gone past 2017 uh, Russia was the uh, sort of uh, unofficial Orthodox authority as the first claimant to, to planting the church in the United States. After the Tsar was overthrown, the Russian church basically said, uh, "Basically, organize yourselves to exist without us, because we, we, you know, they they murdered the patriarch Saint uh, of 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 Moscow, who had been in America at one point. Uh, a number, in fact, he went to Neshoda House." Uh, and this is where you get the western right orthodox liturgy from (laughs) Um, once
5: again the episcopalians uh bailing out the orthodox (laughs) in their time
2: (laughs) you're welcome we appreciate it (laughs) you you are good friends to us um and uh only you would return the favor (laughs) (laughs) take the rainbow flags down and we will oh wait did i say that shot across the bow um and, and and once that happened, the 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 various multi various uh, uh, ethnic Orthodox uh, contingents—the Bulgarians, the Serbs, the the Russians, the Greeks, the Albanians, the the, the Romanians, uh, and every other stripe—the Georgians didn't come till this century. In large part, the, the Syrians, um, basically ended up clamoring back to the old country for bishops to to look after them as. Uh, Russia was no longer providing an an Episcopal oversight. Uh, Russia basically was under the boot of the communists, the the Bolsheviks uh, laid claim to the neck of the Russian church that they couldn't uh, provide uh, that uh, Episcopal presence. And so this is where you get this uh, very non-canonical sort of uh, situation where you have everybody exists in America as a separate Orthodox, although most are in communion together, although in, in recent years there is some uh, <laughs> there's some some trouble in the well, some poison in the well, but that's very identifiable. Um, and, and so you have this; it's not supposed to be like that in America, where everybody isn't under one. You know, you have one nation, you have one either patriarch or, or uh, uh, leader of the Holy Synod of that particular country. Um, the only autocephalous church in America is the Orthodox Church in America, because in 1970. The Church of Moscow granted a tomos of autocephaly to the what had that to that point been, you know, at one point the Russian Orthodox Greek Catholic Church of North America, or uh, more more uh, commonly referred to as the Metropolia. A Metropolia is a uh, a sort of dependency, uh, I guess is the best way to describe it, of, of, of a, a larger church. Um, maybe you could call it autonomous rather than autocephalous self heading. Um, but uh, in 1950 years ago, 51 years ago, they became the, uh, the Orthodox Church in America. And there was a, a specific reason that they did that because obviously it, it recognized that it wasn't the Orthodox Church of America because there are unresolved uh, ethnicity issues among the Orthodox. And to say the Orthodox Church of America would be, I guess, a little pre- uh, uh, presumptive. And exclusive, it recognized that we're not... Yet all together, like at least administratively, we're all intercommuning. Uh, well, until recent years, um, you know, everybody was nobody ever like cared about who was Orthodox. They they knew who was Orthodox, but you know, well, we're Greek Orthodox. Well, we're we're we're, we're Antiochian Syrians. We're 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 the Metropolia and we're we're autocephalous. But you guys, you know, we're, we we got work to do, um, and uh, uh, so that was a decisive. Uh, act to say orthodox church in America when they were given the tomos of autocephaly self-governing, self-heading status and um, uh, they existed, or do exist I should say, uh, with the idea that they will one day fall on their sword for the sake of unity uh, whenever that happens I don't know if that will happen in my lifetime or not I mean that would be nice but uh <laughs>
5: Ignore us. Ignore us.
2: Wake <laughs> up, sweet baby Nick. <laughs> I, I'm giving the long, boring history. It's less boring than these two.
0: <laughs> on, oh, man, we were laughing more at the other guy. There was more opportunities for joke. I can't find an opportunity for a joke.
4: <laughs> right? This is just sad. I
2: <laughs> 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 uh, hate everyone. It's <laughs> the largest growing Christian denomination in America, so they tell I us. I
0: know, that. you jump from two Percentage to four, one. and you double the...
2: Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Per- Percentage-wise, yeah, I I, I don't know. That I don't makes a know. Like, and, and you know, you, you have this, you know, and and, and with that uh, well, situation, you have all these immigration ethnic ghettos. Happens. Immigration yeah. happened. ACNA is you know, growing pretty fast. Well, the ethnic ghettos happened, so you had all these, you know, this we speak this language, we speak that language, and we form these these uh, mutually supporting uh, communities in different places and then in a generation or two everybody is anglicized or not to say english but you know uh, english-speaking americanized and uh, they no longer have that homogeneity that they brought with them and, and that necessity to be a united people they're now mixed into the melting pot they're they're american and they don't have that identity as russians or greeks or well the greeks still have it but the russians or or, or, uh, and to some extent, the Russians do, but you know, you get all these ethnic, you, you know, you could say ethnic ghettos. Yeah. And, and then that only but even works after for a generation when you look three. in the,
4: uh, you know, with the wall coming down. I mean, that's the huge immigration yeah. with that. Sure.
2: Yeah. Well, that's when the Georgians started to come in. They are, it's funny because the Georgian immigration to America, the, the, the Republic of Georgia, uh, they're uh, not, maybe, the not, <laughs> not the state, not the state of Georgia, because uh, I, uh, not my favorite place to go, but, uh, the Georgian, uh, uh, Contingent in America is relatively new. There is a, I think it's been 10 years since there's been a Georgian Apostolic Archdiocese in America, um, which they're terrific people, and they're one of the most uh, hospitable... And, uh, and
5: the way they got here, they took the midnight train?
2: <laughs> they took the midnight train from Georgia, not to, uh, or, or, or the midnight plane, as it goes. Uh, so they're still very much a non-Americanized crew. And so they do require... Uh, Georgian-speaking priests, and uh, they, there's one bishop of a good friend of mine. We were priests in Pennsylvania together, um, who, who is in charge of the Georgians in America. But they're they're one of the newest uh, to arrive. Everybody else has been here for a couple generations, and you see these ethnic ghettos just dwindling because their identity is no, not so much any longer rooted in like oh we're Russians, we're we're whatever we're, we're Americans, and we just that's not our thing anymore. Orthodoxy maybe. But uh, And so uh, you see this large group of 120-year-old of churches in the Northeast. They're full of old blue-haired ladies. Uh, and everybody has died, and they're, they're, they're served. Sometimes you have a priest serve three parishes. Uh, you'll have a, a priest because you can only serve one liturgy per day. So if you have three parishes, you're going to serve divine liturgy somewhere. And then you're going to either commune the others, when you'll do a, a service called obednitsa or it's like basically liturgy without consecration. And then you serve the people from the, the reserve sacrament, um, and and you sort of do a round robin, uh, uh, and and you know you might have a liturgy in one place every one or two weeks or three weeks or whatever, um, and, but that's not so much true in the uh, in, in the American South and uh, California. Those are those dioceses are newer dioceses that maybe weren't necessarily founded on an ethnic basis, but this is people who are coming to the Orthodox Church from a uh, largely an American Protestant or maybe even from a Catholic uh, perspective who discovered the ancient faith and they see in the Orthodox uh, divine liturgy a beauty that they uh, have, have seen disappearing uh, and and an and urgency towards towards uh, beautiful worship um, and so you see that the church is growing in a lot of the American South and and, and the American West and sometimes even in the Midwest Um in, in the American Northeast, it tends to be uh, pretty stagnant. Yeah, nothing's uh, growing up there. Nothing's growing up there. It's I because mean, because of the Puritans. Well, there are a few. Uh, back <laughs> around. There are a few exceptions in the Northeast, uh, in in parishes that are very much alive and growing, missions or whatever. But uh, in in large part, the Northeast is is a it's not a barren wasteland, but it is a place where 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 churches are you know they close because they don't have the people to support them because for whatever their their reason for existing was a, a united ethnicity right as well right, as right, orthodoxy right. but you all, and but it's not just the orthodox that are having that happen you have in the Northeast, especially, there was a church on every corner, and the German Catholics worshipped at the German parish, right. and and the Polish Catholics worshipped at the Polish, and the Slovak worshipped Slovak, Italians, Irish, whatever. And never the Twain or however many would meet, and and you have this phenomenon in the Catholic Church right now because my first parish was in one of these towns where there were six parishes that were were uh, uh, homogenized into one, and you have empty churches, and now many of them are tearing are torn down that you know, and it's, 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 an, it's a grievous thing because, you know, well, my great-grandparents built that church. How can you tear down St. Stanislaus? Well, because that's a Polish thing and nobody cares anymore. Uh, but we have St. Uh, Mary's. We're going to make a generic church and change the name and uh, combine the communities because you have enough people for one thriving Catholic church or enough people for six really dying Catholic churches. So, That's what they've been doing. So it's not unique to Orthodoxy, but a lot of those places that were formed because of a uh, ethnic, uh, I think a necessity, but probably poorly managed. um, uh, Those well numbers came too, because you know there's a secularization. Sure, they had the numbers at the time, and it didn't matter. And they built those churches on everybody's first offerings from the coal mine. You know, you you stopped by, had your, your pints, and then you brought money to the church, and then you went home. Uh, as, you, as you left the coal mine But, the, you
4: know, when you're up there, you know, you really, there's certain areas that they'll, they'll still have a stronger Episcopal presence. Yeah. But you, they're well overwhelmed by the Roman Catholic immigrant oh, yeah. caste. And they may just go for Christmas and Easter, but they will, or they may not go at all, but they'll swear they're Catholic. Mm-hmm. And that's because there's a the the church identity, you go to and the church
2: you don't go to that's
4: the identity that they have you know and so there's a lot of different family history ethnic mm-hmm. history politics and they're proud everything. of their ethnic
2: history but they somehow it did not translate into remaining in the churches and, and this is not just an orthodox thing it, it's, it's a catholic thing too in fact when i was like, a, it's not a huge lutheran
4: area let's just no. say that
2: right I but mean, when i was a, 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 that, a fire so chaplain see. up in uh, pennsylvania in my first parish you know, I can't tell you how many uh, divorced, remarried Catholic men who are forbidden to commune as Catholic Christians because of their divorce and remarriage—they're—they're—they've they're, excommunicated themselves. And you know, I said, well, you know, Orthodoxy doesn't encourage or even technically allow divorce, but it tolerates remarriage as a concession to human weakness. You, you if you wish to have the body of Christ, why don't you come to church where I'm at and, and get yourself involved in church? Yeah. Oh, but but Father, I'm not Russian. I don't go there. I This is a point where
5: I, I just, I want to savor this moment. Henry VIII, man. Where, where, <laughs> where, where, where the Orthodox are more liberal and progressive than the Catholics. It's, I, I just, it's not, not liberal me, no, or no, progressive. On, let me just breathe this air. It's mercy. It's mercy. <laughs> yeah, right.
2: yeah. It is mercy. But man was not meant to live alone. You know it, what the it, great
4: it, irony of the, and maybe this is moving us towards a close. It
2: needs to. That's That's maybe with, Nick is but, exhausted.
4: With, yeah, he's tired. We got to put him in bed. I mean, he bed.
0: had one beer. He had one beer. It's time with to the, put him in bed
4: and with tuck the, him in. With, <laughs> with the, uh, we started with not very heavily into the pilgrims, right? I mean, that was, the, that was the inspiration. But the the pilgrims themselves, Nick probably knows. I don't know if the other two do, but again, another, another little religious quiz. What, what do you think the descendants of the Puritans are—they still exist.
0: Are you asking me? Because he probably have, knows. I would ask Father Ann, but he doesn't know anything. I so. don't. <laughs> <laughs> do I an of the Puritans. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Good. I, I, if I had to go based by location, I might say the Congregationalist churches Ooh, in New that's England. That's pretty good because that's one that's of I would them. And said. what's the other one, the Father? The Unitarians. <laughs> really? Yeah. Yes. Unitarian
4: Universalist. How about that? How Interesting. About them I had
0: no idea. we yeah. don't believe
4: in anything. <laughs>
2: <laughs> we are nihilists. We don't believe in anything. <laughs> so, well it depends on what you talk to, but
4: but well that's that's a wonderful conversation another, for yeah. another time. Another oh, yeah, yeah. But but there's there's a lot of um, again, you know, your your geographic location, what's going on in history, soci- sociology. There's, there's more than religion going on there. Hmm. And it's the same oh, with for any sure. of them for in sure. the U.S. Way more and, than religion. And another totally other, you know, as someone that served <laughs> Native American populations in South Dakota, I mean, there's a whole other discussion about, you know, Christians there or the Nativeist religions there and how they interrelate and how people identify themselves. There are some Native American Christians, whether Episcopalian or whatever, that have embraced it and they don't want any of the traditionalist. Um, you know any signs and symbols of a traditional past? There's others that welcome it, and there's others that want to return past, back like to native? yeah, like just different native symbology uh. that's get in- integrated into the the church mm. art or whatever. But they'll say no, no. This is what we have have faith in. This is what we practice. This is what it means to them. So so it's a it's a very problematic very troubled often very um argumentative mm. uh, unfortunately as you said they don't always accept each other in orthodox in the u.s or whatever like that i mean you know right. like they, it's it's part of the american culture with the way that we battle things out all the time
2: it's very sad really america breaks all the rules it doesn't have the church isn't any exception
4: right right we're problems Right. We're, We're the problem. problem children. Children. We're the
2: problem children of God.
4: <laughs> All right. Anyway,
0: that that should bring us to a wrap.
4: If you're
3: um, still
2: with us, <laughs>
0: if I'm still with us, I'll be honest. I was phasing out there a little bit.
2: That one
3: beer. I prefer that and one beer. to wrap.
2: But you know, if we must, we bust out into some rocks we could. I don't. This is a context that I don't understand. You need to watch it, man. It's fun. Don't you have to pay for tickets and no, sell on a lo- kidney? It's so on no, Disney it's on Disney Plus.
0: Plus. You can just watch. it. He doesn't
2: gym. have. That I don't anymore. have Disney Plus. Uh, he doesn't have what? A kidney? Disney <laughs> Plus. <laughs> yeah,
0: he destroyed. That well, before
4: we wander too far afield, we're gonna. I destroyed this one. We're gonna
0: enjoy dinner here together. <laughs> yes, we are. Well, break we're gonna bread. We're gonna grab dinner. Uh, least. Are you guys gonna be able to stay? For I'm that? sticking around. Okay, cool. We'll see. We'll see. We'll All see. Right. <laughs>
4: Um, that's a no <laughs> <laughs> we're taking so at least three of tank. us will be here um,
0: this has been fun I've learned a lot we'll see what I remember uh, I'll probably <laughs> I don't remember anything
2: already <laughs>
0: um, so yeah who uh, how is there a thanksgiving blessing that the one of us might have why, why me
3: I don't have my prayer book <laughs> <laughs>
0: that's, that's another
2: reason to make you it'll, it'll be a good discipline for you all right, I, 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 I can... Time to wax prodigy.
5: I'll just do... I'll, this, I'll was just your do a, com-
4: this was your topic. Uh, it was. Topic. <laughs> it
5: was. I'll, I'll, simply, I'll simply do a blessing. Uh, okay. So the peace of God which passes all understanding, keep your hearts and minds in the knowledge and love of God and of the Son, our Savior, Jesus Christ, and the blessing of God Almighty, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit to be among you and remain with you always.
0: Amen. Amen. Whew. <laughs> We're Glad that's recording. over, right? Hey okay, guys, we're done.
2: <laughs> yeah. Are we still recording? A little bit. Why, well, you got a burp? I got a pee. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, we're done with the official recording. Okay. We're done with the official recording. But, like, of course, I if keep... I keep a dead belt, she would put that on as the outro. Oh,
0: I got plenty of stuff to put on as an outro. <laughs>
3: <laughs>
2: a
4: medic. I'm going to joke. <laughs> <laughs>